Only Jesus can save, hallelujah. 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 Precious Lord, I want to give you praise this day. I worship your majesty, for thou art the Lord alone. There is no other God beside thee. You are the beginning and the ending, the author and finisher of our faith, the Savior of the world. I magnify thee and extol your name. Father of glory, I seek your face that your spirit will rest upon me and lead me to teach and preach the gospel of Christ in a way that people shall be able to understand that sinners will turn their lives unto the Lord, repent and be of the Lord, and that O God backsliders will be restored and the saints shall be confirmed. They shall continually be yielding to the counsel of God, walking in all the ways of the Lord. Today, as I minister, I pray that you pour grace into my lips, anoint my lips of clay, that the Holy Spirit will speak by me, and that the name of the Lord shall be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I am glad that you are my shield and strength, and I plead and pray that that which you have proposed to make me to say to people today, that they shall hearken to your voice, and, O oh God, your anointing will work upon them. Thank you because you are able. Reliable God, I give you the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. I welcome you again, by the grace of God, to my podcast. And um, I'm speaking from the Word of God in the book of Hebrews chapter 2, from verse 5 through 10. Hebrews chapter 2, from verse 5 through verse uh, 10 for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak but one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him thou madest him a little lower than the angels thou crowned him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of thy hands Verse 8, Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, and that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Praise the Lord. The title of this message is Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Jesus, the captain of our salvation. I just read from Hebrews chapter 2, from verse 5 through verse 10. I want to believe God that the word of God will come to you life and the power in the word of God which is dynamic will turn your life around and you shall be richly blessed in the name of Jesus. The first thing I want you to take note of is the fact that God made man. All things were made by God and God was the prime of the creation of God. But when God made man, God, God made man pure and glorious. God made man in his own wonderful and glorious image. If you consider the book of Genesis chapter 1, verses 27, 26 and 27, and uh, possibly verse 31, you will discover that God who created man 
made man, he said, let us make man in our own image. When God created man, man was pure and holy. He was innocent. There was nothing wrong with man because the good God made something good. You know, every good gift and every good and perfect gift come from the, from the Father of glory in whom there is no variableness. God who created was perfect in his creation. And if you look at verse 31 of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible declares that everything that God did, that he created, was very good. He saw it and it was very good. So man was not, you know, there was nothing you can talk about other than you know that God himself, you know, made man in his own image. So in essence, it is important for us to identify that when God created man, he crowned him with glory and honor. He made man in his own image. He created a wonderful man. And indeed, if you consider what the Lord has done, you will notice that man that was created, the man called Adam, you know, from, from the word go, from onset, you know, at the beginning, he was a perfect man. He was living right. He was in the image of God. He had communion with God. And God was always visiting them. Praise the Lord. So in essence, if you want to consider, you know, that God created a man, created, you know, the man, crowned him with glory and honor. You see, God was interested in making man, you know, to be a, the, the primate of his creation, the prime of creation, in a way that God wanted to have fellowship with man. Praise the Lord. So if you consider what the Bible is saying, look at verse number 7 of uh, Hebrews. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. And it set him over the works of thy hands. When God created man, God made man to be in charge. He gave him the kingdom of the earth. You know, he was in charge. And uh, all things went well as long as Adam and Eve were walking in the way of the Lord. Praise God. You, you would discover that along the line, you know, man sinned against God. Man despised God. The first man, Adam, he sinned against God. He lost the initial glory. If you consider the book of uh, Osea, you will see a lot of things written there, you know, that made man, that, that will make us to see the fall of man. Osea chapter 4. He said, God gave man glory, crowned him with glory and honor. But when man sinned against God, out of, uh, you know, disobedience to the will of God, you will find out that man lost glory. And it was even God that turned the glory of man into, into shame. Praise the Lord. If you look at Osea chapter 4, I read from verses 6 and 7. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Look at verse number 7. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame? Anybody that lives in sin, whoever is a sinner, that will not repent and come to the Lord, he will always be having shame. Things, you know, shameful things will be coming his way. The way he will live, the way we talk, the way we do his things, you will discover that it's not in, in line with the purpose of God. And as long as you are not doing the will of God, you can't be in the good in, in the good book of God. Praise the Lord. You discover that man. Because he, 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 he lacked, lacked knowledge. See, God has spoken to him from this tree. 
the tree that is in the midst of this garden, you shall not touch it. The day you eat it, you eat from it, you will surely die. See, man did not know that what God said, he meant it. And when Satan came subtly unto them to deceive them, particularly through the woman, he will discover the easily, you know, the, the hacking to the voice of the serpent, the devil. No, Satan deceived them that that which God said you should not eat. God knows that if you eat it, you will be like him. Whereas God created man in the image of God himself. God made man in his own image. So God was annoyed. God, God was embittered because his creation kicked against his counsel. So the first Adam, the first man, Adam, he sinned and so he lost the initial glory. You know, I told you initially, you know, from the book of Hebrews, that God crowned man with glory and honor when God created man. If you read from Psalm 8, 4 through 6, you will see what the Lord, you know, what is the Lord is uh, as established in the in the book of Psalm concerning the creation of man. How God had interest in man. God honored man. God gave him glory, crowned him with glory. God never created a sinful man. He didn't create a sinful man. He created a perfect man. But because man despised the counsel of God, he knew not, you know, lack of knowledge. So he perished. He perished. He, he, that we have just read that my people are destroyed. So they, they lost their place, the initial place of glory and honor. You know, because thou hast rejected knowledge. What God spoke to them, they rejected it. They offered, you know, to, you know, to absorb and to receive the instruction of Satan other than God. And therefore, because they rejected God, God had to reject them. They, you know, God said, I will also forget thy children. That's serious. That's why it has been that, you know, since the day of Adam, sin and death passed over all men. You know, Romans chapter 3 verse 23. The Bible says, all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There was no capacity in man any longer after the fall to live right according to the purpose of God. Because he had lost the initial glory. He had lost the, the, the power that God has given to him. He lost his place. I pray you will not lose your place. If you are still yielding to sin, if you are still enticed by your flesh, you are still yielding to the dictates of your flesh, I, I call you today, I encourage you, I persuade you to turn to the Lord, yield to him. He will give you power to become a son of God. And if, when you become a son of God, he will give you power over sin and death. Because sin brings death. As long as you are living on ungodly life, it's like you are, you, you are pro pronouncing evil judgment upon yourself. Praise the Lord. So I want the Lord to help you. In, uh, also in Osea chapter 9, Osea chapter 9, there's something that is written about uh, man again. In verse 11, Osea chapter 9 from verse number 11. Okay, let me read from verse 10 so that we can have clarity. I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first ripe in the fig tree at our first time. But they went to Bapua and they separated themselves unto that, unto that shame. And their abominations were according as they loved. As for Ephraim, their glory shall fly away like a bird from the bath and from the womb and from the conception. Verse 12. 
Though they bring up their children, yet will I bereave them, that there shall be no, shall not be a man left. Yea, woe also to them when I depart from them. Anyone that does not live right will not have God on his side. Say, as long as you are living in sin, you are not on on the good in the good book of God, and therefore you you cannot go with Him. His relationship with you is cut off. Sin cuts us off from the Lord, the most holy God. Hallelujah. So if you desire to be of God, you have to come to him. Seek knowledge. Seek the Lord. Walk in his ways. Abide in his word. Listen to instructions. Listen to preachings and teachings of anointed servants of God. People that are faithful in preaching the real gospel. Because the gospel of God, of Christ, is the power of God unto salvation. You, 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 if you look at what we have just read in Hosea chapter 9 verse 11. He said that the man lost glory. He said their glory shall fly away like a bird. I pray that your glory will not fly away. He said from the bath, at the point of bath, and from, on the, from the womb, and from conception. In essence, the day each of us were conceived in our mother's womb, we lost glory. When we were in the womb, we lost glory. And when we were given birth to, we lost glory. So what is left behind? Unless you come to the knowledge of God and return to your maker, there's no way you can have a time of refreshing. You can't connect glory again because all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin is the enemy of glory. And as long as you are living in sin, you can't carry glory. God's glory is not for sinners. I pray that God will give you understanding so that you will turn to the Lord so that your glory will be restored. You see, God said... In uh, Osea chapter 6 that we read the other time, he said, I will turn their glory into shame. And here we have just read now, he said, he said uh, and separated themselves unto that shame. Shame. You remember when Adam sinned, he and his wife could not behold the glory of God. So they have to hide. Sin, you know, will make you to turn away from God. You cannot stand in his presence. God abhors sin. His eyes are too pure as to behold sin. So you turn to the Lord and I believe God that you will be uh, favored and uh, his mercies will speak for you. All men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Psalm 51 verse 5, the Bible made us to know that in sin we were conceived. My mother conceived me in sin and in unrighteousness, in iniquity, he gave back to me. So each man, any man that is born of a woman other than Jesus, is born a sinner who are conceived in sin and indeed you know things had been off because we inherited sin and disaster death from adam and as many as remain natural you cannot enjoy the glory of god but i pray that god will open your eyes to see so that you might understand so that the lost glory could be restored to you according to the book of romans chapter 5 verse number 12 romans chapter 5 if you have your Bible, you can open with me. Romans chapter 5, verse number 12. Hallelujah. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, as many that are brought into the world, except by the grace of salvation. There is no way. There is no way you can enjoy the glory of God. The glory of God cannot come upon you. A sinner does not carry any glory because the glory is lost at the point of conception in the womb 
and at the point of uh, delivery, you see, the, the remnant glory is lost. But as long as we can turn to the Lord, I'm talking about Jesus, the captain of our salvation. The Bible declares that Jesus, according to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible declares that Jesus shall be the name of the one that the virgin will bring, will bring forth. His name shall be called Jesus because he shall save their people, his people from their sins. So Jesus is the only one that can save. He's the captain of salvation. God from, uh, from the onset, if you look at uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 1, from the very beginning, when God was willing to bring the, the knowledge of salvation unto people, in uh, Hebrews chapter 1 from verse number 1, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past, Unto the fathers by the prophets. You know, God sent prophets to, you know, make people to know that there is a God that saves. And they, he wanted people to turn to him so that they could be saved. But uh, what happened? Many, many of these prophets were slaughtered. They were killed. People are not willing to hearken to their voices. Even till today, people are not willing to listen to the word of God. I pray this word that you are hearing today will not be a, a means of your condemnation at the end of your life. You see, in verse number 2 here, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, At in these last days, spoken unto us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Through Jesus all things were made. And it is by him that that which God has made that is spoiled can be repaired. Is the repairer of the bridge. You know, he's the only one that has the capacity and the ability to deliver us from that yoke of bondage of sin and death that Adam, you know, we inherited from Adam because Adam sinned and there was no way he could be saved. Praise God. So now, if you consider it, Jesus is declared as the captain of our salvation. He had to suffer so that many that will turn to him might be saved. You know, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. The scripture has declared. You see, God proposed to redeem mankind. He, 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 he therefore sent his son into the world. His only begotten son. The word that was made flesh. He sent him to the world that if anybody we hearken to him, we turn to him, we listen to him, such a person shall be saved. You see, can I take you to the book of John chapter 3? John chapter 3, verse number 16. Let me read from verse 15. He said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came that you and I, if we believe in him, if we receive him, that we might be saved from, a dis from the destruction that is to come, the damnation, the condemnation that is upon the world. You know, whoever believed not on him is condemned already because we were born in sin and there, there is no other alternative to, you know, the salvation that God has provided in Christ Jesus. He suffered in our stead. He was made a little lower than angels because he was to suffer death. For whose sake? For you and I. He died in our stead so that we might enjoy, you know, eternal life with God at the end of our lives. So Jesus, he came. And if you look at it, according to Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, God gave us his love. 
God showed his love to mankind by sending his, you know, sending forth his son into the world. He gave us the son. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. When we were helpless, Jesus gave himself all you know unto us. You know, he, he gave himself as a sacrifice. You know, as, a, as the sacrificial lamb, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So if you will turn to him, definitely, you know, you're on the right track. God is ready to save you. And uh, in Romans chapter 3, verse 25, it was because God had something in mind. You know, he had to forbear it that his son would die. Okay, let me read from verse 23. Romans chapter 3, from verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus the redemption of all men whosoever that will be with god eventually at the at the close of age you know it has to be through the redemption that is in christ whom god had set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. You can be severed from sin if you turn to Jesus. You know, if you believe in his blood, the blood will wash away your sins. All things will become new. You become a new individual. You see, all your sins, the past sins shall be for, forgiven. If you turn to the Lord, you repent and confess your sins and forsake them. And you turn to the Lord and you, you desire that you be washed with the blood of the Lamb, then definitely you are on the right track. You will become a child of God. The Bible says as many as received him as many as received him and believe on him are given power to become the sons and daughters of god which i encourage you you see god had to forbear it he, he, he had you know to to forbear you know the forbearance of god made jesus to suffer you know we are the, we are the one that sinned against god yet he was the one that provided the the the, the seed his own seed to suffer in our stead you know as the lamb the substitute lamb so that we can be saved. So Jesus suffered. He was made the, the, the sacrificial lamb. He gave himself. You know, it was a sacrifice. He suffered in our stead so that we might have eternal life. And thank God that God could forbear that. He could afford to give his only son. And if he could give his son, what else can he not give to us? He's willing that everyone will come to the knowledge of Christ. And uh, in the book of Luke chapter 19, the Bible says the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost the same thing you know is written in matthew chapter 18 verse 11 jesus came to seek and to save the lost as many that are created you know born through adam are born sinners we are born in sin and therefore jesus came because we are lost and so that you might not be lost forever turn to jesus believe jesus receive jesus let it be that you turn to him on time before it is too late Tomorrow might be too late. Yield yourself. Akin to him. Turn to him. He's ready to save you. He came to save. He's the savior. He's the redeemer. He's the captain of our salvation. He said, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. If you look at Matthew chapter 26, verse 28, Jesus Christ shed his blood for the remission of the sins of the whole world. Whosoever will believe in him will be saved. The blood of Jesus, you know, is pure and holy. And that's the only blood that can the remission of the sins of the whole world as many that will turn to him as many that will desire him shall be saved and i want to believe that you will believe this today and i know that jesus himself 
no, he has been praying for you. God sent him to you so that you can receive his salvation. If you can afford to receive his salvation, then all will be well with you. You will not be wasted. Your destiny shall not be in hell. You will not, you will not you know, experience perdition at the end of your life. But unto him, before it is too late, receive Jesus. There is no other way by which man can be saved. Only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can save. Hallelujah. There is no other alternative to Jesus. No close alternative. God has given us the opportunity that in him alone we shall be saved. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse uh, 12 that there is no other name under the heaven by which man can be saved. It's only the name of Jesus that is given for the salvation of mankind. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus eventually had to taste death to destroy the one that had the power of death and as well deliver us, you know, all of us, many of us that fear death. You know, when people hear about death, people are afraid. They fear because they don't know the uh, in, uh, where they will be at the end of their life. Uh, I pray you will be able to have joy in the Lord. You have the, 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 uh, the opportunity to say, yes, I know where I am going. If you are not saved, you don't know where you are going. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. He said he needed to taste death to destroy the one that held the power of, you know, of death. Satan was using death to torment people, to, you know, even till today. You know, many people are afraid, they fear to die. When they hear that somebody dies, because of the fear of unknown, you know, everybody is under pressure. But as long as you are saved by grace, you know where you are going. There's no fear. You, you have no fear because death is a passage unto life. Hallelujah. So Jesus tasted death so that he might deliver as many people that will turn to him, you know, will deliver them from sin and give them salvation. Is the captain of our salvation. Is the only one that can save. Like I told you the other time, that God raised, you know, many prophets of old. He spoke to people, our fathers in faith. They had the word of God. Many trembled and many were not, you know, moved. And some killed the prophets that God sent. But these last days, Jesus was sent to speak the word of salvation, to reveal to us that God is willing that every man be saved. So I encourage you today that you will live for God, you will turn to Him, you will forsake your sins and turn to the captain of our salvation. If the Lord could send His Son to the world that through Him many could be saved, it's only people that turn to Him. Don't tell me, what are you saying? Does it mean that if anybody does not receive Jesus, you know, as many people in the world today, if they were about 7 billion people, if they will not turn to God, is it that God is so, uh, so unmerciful, so full of wrath that He will allow them to perish? Yes, as many as believed in Him, as many that will believe in Jesus, as many as will receive Him only will be saved. If you want to be saved from the eternal destruction, the damnation that is waiting, that is awaiting you know, uh, uh, sinners, unrepentant sinners, if you repent, the Lord is willing to help you. To save you to write your name in the book of life so you need to turn to the lord and i believe that you will understand that as you turn to the lord you'll be reconciled unto god because jesus died to reconcile man with god if you look at matthew chapter 
uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 10. The death of Jesus brought about reconciliation with the Father. The God is willing that as many that return to him will be saved. He said in verse 10 of Romans chapter 5, he said, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. We were reconciled by his death. It's like an open check. Anybody can come unto the Lord. You know, anybody that will believe in Jesus and turn to the Lord through, because Jesus has made something. He has given us this ministry of reconciliation. Nobody is beyond uh, redemption, except you willfully say no. If you are not willing to turn to the Lord, then that's your problem. But I encourage you and I persuade you to take note of the fact that Jesus has reconciled the whole world unto his Father. So as many that will come to him, shall be saved by his life. It is by his life. He, he died, but thank God, he rose from the grave. If he had not you know, risen from the grave, then we, we will be, you know, our faith will be vain. But he rose from the grave, and that's the first born from among the dead. There's no other person that ever experienced that but Jesus. Jesus died in our stead. He saved us. He delivered us from the power of death. He said, if you will come to God, if you believe in Jesus, the Bible declares that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. If you can turn to Jesus, according to Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, I will read verses 1 and 2. It said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. When you come to him, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That is, the Spirit of God is taking care of your life. You are being led by the Spirit of God, then you are a child of God. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the Spirit of life. You see, the, the, uh, the rules of engagement, the purpose of God, that which God has put in place, you know, for the salvation of man. If we will follow it, if we abide in it, then definitely we are good to go. To go with the Lord, to be called God's children. And when you receive Jesus, you turn to him, make him your perfect example, follow his ways, continue his word. And definitely this captain of salvation who, who died in your stead has a purpose. And something, you know, by the time I, I, I want to round off, but I want you to take note of that major passage that we read, the initial passage, and that's Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. Look at verse uh, number 9. Number nine, for but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Jesus became, you know, the word of God, who is called Jesus, became flesh. He had to carry on the flesh and the blood so that he could save man that is of the flesh. Praise the Lord. You know, say in verse 10, say for it became him. For whom are all things? That is, all things were all things were created by him. There's nothing made that was not made through him. By whom are all things? You know, all things consist by him. All things exist by him. In bringing many sons unto glory, if you receive Jesus, he will bring you into glory. You are coming into the glory that you lost, the initial glory. You see, I told you from a book of uh, Osea chapter 4, verse 7, that God said because people refused him, he will turn their glory into shame. I pray that the shame in your life shall be turned into glory. Receive Jesus. Yield yourself to him. If you are committed to him, 
you know, you you are making up your mind to repent and be you know converted unto the lord you forsake your sins you know the time of refreshing the glory of the lord will come upon your life and people will see you know that something unique has been done in your life you see this jesus is suffered to bring many sons unto glory are you ready to enter into the glory of god the glory the initial glory that was lost you see jesus came to restore unto mankind as many that will receive him jesus i tell you jesus suffered and is committed unto bringing many sons unto glory as many people that will come to him as many people that will yield to him as many people that will believe on his name as many people you know that will receive him into their lives then such people shall be restored you know the glory lost shall be restored the glory lost in the garden of eden eden you see jesus suffered so that he could restore this in the garden of eden man lost the glory but in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed that the glory lost might be restored. I am grateful to God. So it is important for you. I want to encourage you. Jesus is the captain of our salvation. He alone can save. God has sent so many prophets, many people into the world to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the, the word of God. And I can, can I tell you, all these prophets, they were pointing to the Savior. And when, this, when it was time in the, in the heart of God, the time appointed by God, you know, God is in charge of time. Time cannot constrain God. So in uh, Galatians chapter 4, if you look at verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. If you will receive him, Ah, that grace, the grace of adoption, the spirit of adoption will be released unto you. You become another person entirely. The spirit of the Lord will begin to control you. Your flesh will not have power over you. The enemy will not have any power over you. Satan will not be able to ruin your destiny. You have a wonderful future in Christ Jesus. I encourage you today. I persuade you, my brother and sister, that you will turn to Jesus. He alone can save. It is given to him. By him alone can anyone be saved. So if you believe him and trust in him, he will give you the opportunity. You will be made a new creature. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. So I inv invite you that you come into Christ. You see, sinners are made to carry the nature of Adam. But a repentant soul, somebody who is convicted by the Holy Spirit and repents and turns to the Lord, you are translated. You are removed from Adam and translated. And you are eventually transplanted in Christ. Hallelujah. In the book of Colossians, if you look at Colossians chapter, chapter 1, hallelujah. In verse number 12, Colossians chapter 1, verse number 12, glory to God. He said, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness that had been tormenting men right from the onset, right from the fall of Adam, and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, wonderful. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Don't tell me, can God save me from all these sins I have committed? Yes, there's no sin too much for God to wash away. That's the essence, you know, of the sacrifice Jesus, you know, paid. He paid with his life. He made himself a ransom unto many. As many that will turn to him, 
because he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. It is only in him that you can be saved. Turn to the Lord today. I encourage you, my brother and sister, turn to him. He alone can save. And if you are saved already and you are still messing up, you are still walking in the way of sin, you are still walking in iniquity. Hey, the coming of the Lord is imminent. I encourage you, yield yourself. Come back to the Lord. Return to the Maker. Return to your Maker. Return to your Maker. Because who knows when you will die? Who knows when the Lord will appear? And you know that the incorruptible will not inherit incorruptible. The corruptible will not inherit incorruptible. So may I say, you know, it is important for you to yield to the Lord, hearken to Him today. And I believe that your life shall be secured in Christ and you will not be a waste. I pray that your coming to the world will not be a waste. Can we pray together? Pray after me. Say, Father, I thank you because you sent your son into the world. Today, I realize that I am a sinner and I know I cannot save myself. I can't help myself and no man can help me. No religion can help me. Nobody can help me except that Jesus who died in my stead. I have heard the word and I believe with my whole heart that Jesus is the savior. And I believe him, the captain of my salvation, that he will be the bishop and shepherd of my soul. Lord, forgive my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me today. Lord, I pray that you will have me on your list in your book of life. Lord, wash away my sins and make me your child. And I will live for you. Give me the grace to live according to your purpose, that I might be a partaker of your heavenly kingdom. My God and Lord, I want to thank you because I know I shall be saved. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray. Say amen. And I pray for you. Father God, I pray. You have said the sins of those that are remitted here on earth shall be remitted in heaven. I therefore pray that you have mercy upon these people who have heard your word and have believed. Let it be that those that have tasted of the word of life before, but that they have backslidden, that you will in your mercy restore them. Have mercy on them. Lord, that they might not be wasted. Lord, I pray that every one of us, you will give us the grace and the opportunity to endure to the end. Jesus of Nazareth, that your death will not be in vain. You are the one that came into the world to bring many sons unto glory. The glory that we have lost, I plead and pray that you will restore us into that glory. Bring us back into the glory, into the missing glory, the glory that, that was turned into shame. Lord, today, restore us and make us live for you. Thank you because you have hearkened to us. I pray that no sinner will go unsaved. Let your word, which is the gospel of Christ, the power of God unto salvation, let it be a living seed in the ears and heart of those that have hearkened to the word today that have heard. I pray that the seed will germinate one day that they shall confess Jesus as Lord and God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm grateful to you and all glory and honor we bring to you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Your name is glorified. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Expect some other episodes and I pray that God will bless you. Thank you.